Welcome to The Sib List. My name is Lisa Leahy. And I am Mark Passanelli. And with each new episode, we will leave the identification of our next title up to fate. So here are the categories. New release. Then we have the fill-in filmography. So the filmography has films from every imaginable genre. Lisa and I created our own separate list. The randomizer is going to pick one of these Doom movies that we have sworn to ourselves we would never watch. See, I take full pride in making sure that you have seen good movies. But the list of movies I have seen and can say I actually enjoy may even appall you more because a lot oh, of them are actually it. on your list. The Sib List. Two siblings, four movie lists, one podcast. Catch us on your favorite podcatcher today. Everybody, welcome to Top Five A through Z. I am your host, uh, Jason Soto. Hello, everybody. Uh, Bill is not going to be able to join us tonight. Uh, he's a little under the weather, so we wish him the best, and uh, hopefully, he'll uh, be here for the next episode. Uh, so until then, I will fill in as your host. So hello, uh, I'm joined by our usual. Uh, gang of co-hosts rob pete hello guys how are you both doing today what's going and we do have a special guest so rob pete being your best behavior we have a guest uh he is the the owner of the uh screaming monkeys comics shop uh, which you can find uh, in Munster, Indiana, and you can go check out the website, ScreamingMonkeyComics.com. Uh, give it up to John, everybody. Hello, John. How are you? I, I love being referred to as special. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Hey, Good you're welcome. Here. Every guest we have here is special. We like to <laughs> we like to hold them up to a higher standard than us normally. Ah, that, that, as, as, as God intended. Good, <laughs> Good to meet you guys. Indeed. Uh, so today we are going to be taking a look at movies that begin with the letter Y, and uh, by f- I, by far this is probably the most difficult one for me personally. I don't know about you guys, um, but this one I, I struggled with a little bit. Um, but uh, we'll see how I we didn't. all did. You, of course, you probably put some weird Japanese shit on your list or something. <laughs> <laughs> so- you well, joke! I almost did. <laughs> well, I, I was gonna add your rock sucker dojo, Legend of the Overfiend, but that began with a U, so it didn't quite qualify. Nah. Yeah. So with that said, let's go ahead and uh, get this going. Uh, John, you're our guest. You get to go first. Oh, What's your oh number five Y um, movie? Can, can I? Can I? I, I want to lead into this uh, first because I had kind of more than five that, that I thought of, but. I was asked to join this podcast a few weeks ago by Bill, who just bailed out on us tonight. Hopefully he's doing okay. Uh, So I had time to prepare for this event, and uh, five movies that I love that begin with the letter Y. And I got something for you, but I got to explain the challenges of this assignment. Um, I've got about a thousand motion pictures in my DVD collection. I'm I'm actually a big movie file, and I've been collecting films since I was a teenager. 
I have an authoritative knowledge, nearly encyclopedia knowledge, if you will, of many genres of film. And and you all stick me with the letter Y. The, the freaking letter Y, guys. <laughs> my, movie library, well. my movie library jumps from Xanadu and X-Files to Zero Dark Thirty and Zombie Strippers. What cinematic lunatic starts a movie with the letter Y, man? <laughs> so I, I had to dig deep into Fair. not only the movies that that i own but movies that i've seen that that i don't own and and i tell you too that i just i saw i i'm not even i can't watch these or or i did watch them once and i never want to again y'all ever see the movie yellow beard never even heard of it this was a movie that was trying to be a comedy about pirates and it started back in the day yeah it started cheech and chong for some reason and wasn't even (laughs) funny I, I remember the film for one line only. Some pirate tells a kitchen wench, stay put or I'll nail your tits to the table. And that's... <laughs> I remember that movie now. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. okay. That, that I remember. I was and, afraid and, to put that into my list because I don't remember it that well. But now that you said that one line, I'm like, oh, yeah. It's uh, Marty, Feldman, <laughs> Marty Feldman's last film, too. And that's sad. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and, and Yogi Bear. It's 2010. Kids prefer CGI characters to animated characters, so let's make a frightening CGI abomination of Yogi. <laughs> get a talented yet unnecessary Saturday Night Live veteran to voice him. I know Dawes Butler was dead, but do you think the kids are really getting a hard on to see this movie because because Dan Aykroyd was voicing him, or or Justin Timberlake was voicing Boo Boo? Anyway, that's 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 not on my list. Number five for me, guys. Thanks for letting me rant a bit because. Why is this, this just sucks, but uh, number five, I guess, would be Yentl. Um, <laughs> actually, it's not my favorite. I'm just God pretty sure it. Barbara Streisand is a loyal listener to your show, so I'll be polite. You have no idea, you definitely <laughs> have no idea. Every day she emails us and is like non stop, yeah. So, so I, I won't say anything mean about it, but my only criticism was it was too long and had too many soliloquy songs, but it earned its Oscar for the score. So. I, I guess I put Yentl number five, and I haven't even seen it, but I put it over Yogi Bear and Yellow Beer. That's for damn sure. <laughs> so that, that's my number five. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. Well, spoiler alert, that may pop up later. So <laughs> I, no, There's probably 20 movies made with the letter Y, guys. I'm sure there's going to be <laughs> All right. So first off, you can blame Bill for inviting you onto the show so late in the in the season. Uh, I don't know why he didn't invite you in the early on. Days even there, there would have been so many better. Um, so he chose to invite you for the why. I don't know. You know, I don't know why. <laughs> My last name, I guess. But you know, uh, son of a bitch. I guess but, he had twenty-two other people that he liked better than me before mm, he invited me. So that's uh, fair we'll enough. I don't. I don't know. You have to ask him about that next time you see him. Next time he comes into your shop, you can yell at him. I'm gonna speak to him later. I, I'm Kick sure he's to us right now. And Bill, we'll have words later. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's do uh, Rob. We'll have you go next. What's your number well, five? I'm gonna flat out say this. Um, <laughs> fuck Yentl. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Barbara Streisand. I don't care if she's a fucking fan. I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, my number five is nowhere near Yentl. Um, back in 2009, 
it was the last film for Harold Ramis and his last acting role. Directed by Harold Ramis, written by Harold Ramis, Gene Stepinski, and Lee Eisenberg. It was year one. Oh my God. All right. right. Yeah. So, star Jack Black, Michael Sarah, Olivia Wilde, David Cross, and Oliver Platt. And it was kind of a weird movie because Jack Black and and Michael Sarah, you look at them and you kind of see them as as caveman Neanderthals, but they're not. Um, this takes place around the year one, you know, beginning, you know, after after Christ's death, whatever. Oh, the bi- the comedy biblical epic, right? The comedy comedy biblical epic. Yep. Right. So they go everything from you know Cain and Abel, uh, stopping Abraham from killing Isaac. They become slaves. They reach so- the city of Sodom. Uh, they try and get on with two hot chicks, and the entire time, like Zed is trying to form like an alliance and trying to marry uh, Olivia Wilde's character. Um, and it's just, I mean, I, I'm not a huge Jack Black fan. I think he's a great character actor, you know, but when you get him in the same movies over and over again, it just, it's, it's like watering down a beer, you know, you're just going to piss it out later and you're not going to have any flavor. <laughs> but what was, what was interesting is that it, for a Jack Black and a Michael Sarah film, it was estimated that it cost 60 million to produce and they made six. 62.4 so they made a little bit of their money back you know hmm. it wasn't a complete wash but it, i mean it sure the fuck beats yentl okay to be fair everything beats yentl i'm just saying <laughs> don't tell I, deadpool I just, that <laughs> I, I just want to mention again i as i said i haven't actually seen the movie Oh, that's fair. It's completely fair. I, I, I don't think uh, Jason told you, but I fucking hate musicals with a passion. Yes. No, no. A good, a good musical is fine. No, I, no, I, I do like musicals myself, but they, they do have to be good. Um, you, you really have to be in the right frame of mind for a musical. I, I've had theatrical background, so you know I'm a little biased here, but uh, it, I, it, it ain't I, for I everybody. It ain't for. Everybody. I have to be completely and utterly stoned to enjoy a good musical. It's, it's not <laughs> everything. Yeah, it's not for everyone. Like Saw, you know, you have to be a fan. Oh yeah, Saw, oh, great. That's <laughs> yeah. I'm indifferent with musicals. I kind of I don't have a burning hatred like Rob does, but I also don't go out of my way to watch them. So I will say Yentl is probably the best musical that starts with a Y, though. <clears throat> okay, we can go sure. with that. Yeah, sure. we'll go with that. All right, excellent, excellent. Thank you, Rob. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Pete, what is your number five? And if it's Yentl, uh, I'm probably going to cry. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, mine is a Jim Carrey classic. Uh, I would call it a Jim Carrey classic. I don't know if anybody else would, but I, I loved it. Um, uh, yeah. It's uh, uh, the 2008's Yes Man. Good yeah. movie. Good movie. Uh, don't, don't remember that. <laughs> Uh, it's uh, about Carl, who Jim Carrey plays. He's a bank loan officer who is probably like one of the most negative people you meet at first, you know. And uh, he ends up going to the seminar where he has to end up saying yes to basically everything after going to the seminar. And uh, so he goes, you know, okay, I'll try this out, you know. And he starts saying yes to stuff. He says yes to uh, this homeless man and uh, ends up uh, 
him and stuff happened after that and something their thing uh you know like he but he's like okay that's all right yeah uh <laughs> uh he ends up like there's so much funny stuff. I, I, it's too 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 much to say on this, but uh, he ends up being Zoe's Deschanel. Uh, I, I can't say it. Deschanel. Yeah, Deschanel. Uh, uh, later on, and you know all the good things start going on because him saying yes because of that, and uh, it, it's it's just funny as hell. Um, I keep going on like once he st- he stops at one time says no, and like when he does, he ends up falling downstairs and. Ends up uh, uh, thinking, okay, I guess guys keep saying yes because good things will happen. And uh, <laughs> it's funny, though. If there's a part in there where he ends up uh, 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 messing around because, th- th- yeah, that's where he says no because he told this old lady uh, that he wouldn't uh, have her do uh, uh, oral sex on him. So he ended up falling down the stairs because of that. And uh, he ends up agreeing to doing it after, and he ends up enjoying it. That's the funny part there. Um there's a bunch of goofy stuff. Good old like granny bum, gum bumpers. I haven't enjoyed it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, he ends up singing Third Eye Blind's Jumper later on in the movie and a bunch of other crap. And it, it, it's funny. I mean, it's funny as hell. It, it, uh, I, that's my number five. I'm just saying short like that so I won't ruin anything. But Bradley Cooper's in there, too. I mean, Pete, the movie came out when? It is uh, 2008. Yeah. Yeah, you're not gonna fucking dis. You're not gonna give shit out. Well, People I think haven't. It's a little... You're okay for spoilers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I skipped that movie. I I thought it was the theme was just too close to liar liar. It was yeah. kind of the same ground and yeah, yeah a little bit yeah a little. It bit. was more Truman Show than Liar Liar. Yeah, now, Truman Show was a good good show, but uh, I should have been here for the tease. I, that. <laughs> I, 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 really, I really like that. Fucking Bell. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, so Bill, speaking of, did send me his list, and in his usual fashion, oh, I will, he half-assed it. I will, I will tell you what he had on his list. Um, so his his number five is Yentl. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Uh, and he. Uh, I, he he Beautiful. is he is a fan of musicals, so yes, that's so not weird. a that's not a, that's not a surprise to probably anybody. So, uh, so <laughs> with that said, okay, that's his number five. We already went over Yentl, so that that's that. So it goes on to me, my number five. So like I said, this was pretty difficult for me because looking at all the movies that begin with Y on Wikipedia and IMDb and movies I own, there's not a lot that I have. Um. So I'm kind of shoehorning this one in. Um, it's a James Bond movie, and I like James Bond movies, but I tend to uh, not put them on these lists because they're all really the same in a way. And it's it's, it's it's not like you know one's it's not like one's different than the other or one's better than the other. Uh, they're all they're all they're all just interchangeable. <laughs> So, but for the for the sake of this list, I'm gonna go ahead and go with uh, "You Only Live Twice" uh, from uh, 1967. Um, it is the fifth film in the James Bond series, and it, it's a Sean Connery starring um, vehicle. I thought it was more. I thought it was Roger Moore. I'm sorry. I was about to say. Continue. Sorry. Sorry. And. Um, Sorry. This is the problematic one because this is where he becomes Japanese and 
Um, yeah, there's a lot of issues with that, but we won't get into that right now. Um, that's the only thing I remember that, and he has to fake his own death to, uh, to stop the bad guy. But, uh, I remember not hating it when I saw it. And, um, like I said, I don't know, I'm sorry, these are all just very interchangeable. To me, it's, 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 it's a spy thriller, he does cool things, there's hot women, he sleeps with them. It's cool, it's fun to watch, they're good, you know you know, movies to watch just to kind of watch something. It's not, I'm not saying it's bad, uh, but you know, they're all, they're all the same. You know, it's like trying to put a fast and furious movie on a list. It's like they're all the same goddamn movie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you going to do? So anywho, that's my number five. And that, that's, that was like a last second, you know, um, add on to the list. Cause I could not think of a number five. Cause it was just like, what the hell do I put? And I kept going over this one and this one, and I'm like, all right, fine. I guess I'll put You Only Live Twice on there. So so there you go. So the next four I'm more positive on. So. And you give me <laughs> shit when I put something on there just because I put it on there, and I didn't want to put a fucking musical down. No. <laughs> I give you shit because you go out of your way to be different so you don't have to follow a trend, which I think Do is you- annoying. Do you know how much effort that takes? You should you should applaud me. You could just not do that. <laughs> I, I, I'm just sitting here, by the way, eating popcorn. <laughs> you could just not do that. You'll be fine. So anyway, that's my number five. And those are all, all of our number fives. All right. We got through a number. We're good. John, Yay. it is back to you. What is your number four? All right. And, and I, I held back on the whole James Bond thing because I – have a feeling that might come up later. In my <laughs> okay, that's fine. So, uh, Defend yourself, hey, man. Defend that's fine. Yourself. That's fine. I'm number four right now, and I, I just put in Young Guns. Um, yes. Uh, okay. Basically, this is six holly, six hot Hollywood hunks back in 1988 <laughs> made a western. And yep. Each of them were probably way more dreamier and sexier than the actual historical figure that they brought to life. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I never saw it. Again, I I never saw that one. It was rated R, and my parents didn't let me watch R-rated movies back then. (laughs) Wait, no, what, 88? No, I was 20. I just wasn't interested in watching (laughs) Six Hot Hollywood Hunks make a historically inaccurate Western. And and somehow it got a sequel, too. But... um, yeah, that that was uh, the, the the coach Emilio was uh, playing Billy the Kid. <laughs> they were young and they had guns. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, my my sister was a big fan of it, but uh, yeah, and, I, I passed, not me. But that that'd be number four. That's still I would still rather sit through that than Yatol Yogi Bear or Yellowbeard. So <laughs> that's my number four. I'm putting wow. them in order of how I would want to watch them. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate that. I, I appreciate the work in that. Okay. I, I, I want to see if anyone else wrote put young guns into their top five. But let's, well, let's move on. Yeah. Let's find out. Rob, what's your number four? All right. Time for Mr. Difficult to here. Number four. Um, I actually remember this movie, and it was, I was very young when I watched this, even though. It came out. Um, it came out in 1985. It was directed by Barry Levinson, written by Chris Columbus and Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. And oh, just yeah, for, I don't, yeah, just I for don't. reference, people, it's not Christopher Columbus. It's Chris. It's Chris Columbus who wrote Gremlins one and two, and the number three that's been unannounced but is on the makes, 
And he also wrote Goonies and also Goonies 2 that's unannounced but in the mains. Um, this is young Sherlock Holmes. Yep, yep, yep. So um, it stars Nicholas Rowan, Nicholas, I'm sorry, Nicholas Rowe, Alan Cox, and Sophie Ward. Um, Nicholas Rowe was in Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels, and he was also in Seat of Chucky. So I don't know if anybody's ever watched those movies. You probably have. I, um, I definitely have. So it's all about um, Holmes and Watson as young boys. They meet in an English boarding school. Um, they This is like their first great adventure. Um, they discover a plot to murder British, uh, a series of British, I don't know, like what are, businessmen or, you know, like parliament people, you know, by an Egyptian cult. It was a cult. You know, it was yeah, a cult. It was a, yeah, it was an Egyptian cult that wanted to kill British people. I mean, why? Why? You know, I mean, you know, have you guys not seen The Mummy? <laughs> anyway, um, so back in back in 85, it was estimated to have cost 18 million dollars. And that's huge for a um, for a production back then, you know, and it actually grossed 19, almost to 20,000 million. So, I mean, it made its money back, you know, um, it set good old Nicholas on a on a path um it's it set you know uh uh chris on a path as well to being he chris has done some amazing films after that he's written and produced um uh alan and sophie i they've been in more the british realm um so i didn't really know of a lot of movies that they did you know i, I couldn't really like oh yeah i've seen you know milking maids you know or I, i've seen on the farm again there's some shit like that you know i mean <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, my number four, just because I want to be unusual, is Young Sherlock Holmes. I like it. Thank Good you. Choice. At least somebody does. <laughs> uh, Pete, what's your number four? We all live in a yellow submarine. Oh yeah, yellow submarine. Yellow great, submarine. Great yeah. movie to get stoned to. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can imagine. Or tripping acid. And let me say a real fact real quick on this. Even though it's a Beatles movie, the Beatles did not voice the characters. Uh, it was some other people that did it. I didn't write them down. I was writing really? the notes down quick today. Usually I write really good notes. But yeah, uh, that's one thing I did notice when I was writing my notes is that they didn't voice the characters. All they did was the songs. I know, I know uh, something about this movie. I know some trivia about it. <laughs> go on, that's, please. All right. So... Pepperland is a cheerful, music-loving paradise under the sea. We're not talking about SpongeBob under the sea. No, no, we're talking about Pepperland. But uh, and is home to Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Great song, but it's also the uh, home of the the band and the cartoon. Uh, the uh, yeah, it's an animated movie. I forgot to say that too. The uh, Tiddler Yellow Submarine rests on a Aztec glass like pyramid uh, on a hill at the edge of the land is a range of high blood mountains i mean not blood mountains <laughs> oh god you could tell i just woke up from a nap a little bit ago. i'm saying blood mountains <laughs> uh, blue mountains. uh I, I must be in my comic book land just like <laughs> uh, uh, they know that the guys know that but anyway uh the uh, land falls under. I'm reading notes. Sorry, I'm usually good with this stuff here. The land falls under a surprise attack from the music-hating blue meanies. 
I wonder if the wrestler got the name from that. But anyways, who lives uh, beyond the mountains? The attack starts with a music proof glass globe that imprisons a man. The blue meanies fire projectiles and drop Apple, a reference to the uh, Beatles' then now new company, Apple Corpse, uh, that uh, render Pepper Band's residents immobile as statues and drain the entire countryside of color. And from the this goes on, they they get the whole Beatles pretty much. And, uh, <laughs> I'm saying everything real quick because there's a lot of notes I wrote out here, uh, and. Uh, uh, they try to stop everything and uh, fix things up, but uh, that's I'm saying that real fast, so sorry. <laughs> and uh, the music is the uh, the best part, of course, because it's the Beatles. The animation for its time uh, uh, was great. Uh, I'm 44, so I wasn't around when it came out, but I watched this a lot as a kid, so that's why it's a favorite of mine on my uh, uh, list here. So that is my number four. I, re- I remember that. Uh, I, I remember reading something about that. The, the the Beatles were contracted to do three films, and they were so unhappy with how the two live action films turned out that they said, "No, we're 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 not gonna. You know, we, we may be obligated to do a third film, but you're gonna have to yeah. do it as a cartoon. That's all we'll do. It. We're not even gonna participate." And ironically, as it turned out, they loved how the cartoon turned out. It yeah. actually <laughs> was their favorite project. Oh. <laughs> Huh, that's interesting. Of course, they were all uh, tripping on LSD at the time. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. but it's that movie is well regarded as the best of the Beatles. Uh, you know, vanity movies. Yeah, uh, much better than Spice Girls, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I happen to like Spice World. All right, uh, Bill's number four. Uh, I actually had to look it up because I fucking forgot this movie even exists. <laughs> Uh, it's called You, Me, and Dupree. I don't know if anyone remembers this. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah. Um, it came out in 2006. Uh, oddly enough, it was directed by the Russo brothers. Go fucking figure. That just shows that you can go up in Hollywood. <laughs> um, it has Owen Wilson, Kate Hudson, Matt Dillon, uh, Seth Rogen's in there somewhere. Wasn't that a rom-com or something? It kind of yeah, is. It's to be, um, yeah. it's, uh, the, the one quick sentence review that Wikipedia got is, uh, revolves around newlyweds Carl and Molly, uh, played by Matt Dillon and Kate Hudson. Uh, Carl's best man and best friend, uh, Randy Dupree, played by Owen Wilson, uh, loses his job at home, and the couple allows him to move in, but Dupree overstays his welcome. So that's basically the plot of that movie. I've never seen this. I forgot this even existed. Um, I, I wasn't dating anyone at the time that this came out, so I dodged that bullet. Yeah, I, I 2006. Uh, yeah, yeah, same. So, uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I can't say anything about it. So, but there you go. That's Bill's number four. Is you, me, and Dupree. And it's 2000. I'm sorry, 2006. You, it, 2006. Oh, yeah. I was I was married. My wife just has taste. That's all. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Uh, on to my number four. Uh, this was a movie I loved a lot as a kid. Um, I made my dad go to a lot of shitty movies when I was a kid. Um, this came out in 1988, so I was eight years old. 
And I remember seeing the trailer for this, and I was like, I want to see that. And my dad's like, ah, fine. But I, it still kind of holds up. I, I watched it not that long ago. It's actually still a funny-ass movie. Uh, it's the only time you can ever say these words. Starring Yahoo Serious, it's <laughs> Young Einstein. I, uh, oh my I, god, I, I forgot uh, that movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, MTV picked that one out daily while it was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, you know what? It, it's a fun movie. It's really, it's fun. You I you cannot... I that on DVD anywhere. Where, where... I have it. I have it on DVD. I mean, no, no. Is it... Where, where can you find that again? It's that's got to be out of print. I don't know. Well, let me check Amazon. I, I, I have not uh, seen that on sale anywhere. Anytime. Maybe, uh, maybe um, if any place uh, you can get it on Amazon for nine ninety nine. Oh well, 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 sell me on this. Well, well. Okay, well, so it's a it's it. Well, first off, just so everyone's curious, uh, it is indeed supposed to be that Einstein. But it's a fictional, kind of a different take on on his life. Uh, this is if Einstein was Australian, <laughs> and um, uh, more or less sort of follows some of the things that he discovered and founded and stuff. Um, just it just just goes down a different path. It's it's basically kind of like one of those alternate reality type films where this is this is what this is what happened instead. Um, uh, Yahoo serious again, words. I never thought I'd say, uh, he's an Australian comedian. Yeah. He, he plays Einstein. He plays Albert Einstein and, uh, he, he's a very, actually he's a smart guy. He's very, he's a genius. He's, he's interested in studying physics. Um, and he invents uh, a lot of stuff that, you know, nor in the real timeline of things got invented later in life, but here he like invented all of it. He invented like a way to brew beer. He invented electric guitar. He invented electric violin. Uh, he starts dating uh, Marie Curie. Um, yeah, it, it's 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 a really goofy movie. It's not meant to be taken seriously, and it's it really is a lot of fun. And I you know I say just kind of give it a shot. Given that the target audience would be unlikely to fact check anything in this film, yeah, most likely that is probably you're right. Yeah, it, it just you know just turn your mind off and watch it and just laugh for an hour and a half. It's not that long, uh, and you know credit where credit is due. Yahoo Serious wrote, directed, and produced this himself. So you know he's the he he was the 1988 Australian version of Tommy Wiseau. Except more successful, I would argue. So, I, I may give that a try, just just because if that movie had been made three or four years later, it would have been Carrot Top in that role, and then there would have been no. Oh. That's that's a possibility. That I'm is sorry, a possibility. is she a fan of your show too? Shots fired. <laughs> no, we haven't heard from Carrot Top in a while, so I think I think I think we're done with him. Okay. Uh, but yeah, anyway, yeah, give that a go. No, my number four is a uh, young Einstein starring Yahoo serious. Yahoo serious. Yahoo serious. Okay. Number threes, John, you are up. Um, uh, yeah, actually number three for me was young Sherlock Holmes. Um, 
See, it see, good taste. Good taste. Well, yeah, Thank was, you, good sir. It, it was it wasn't a great movie. It, it, it's not really remembered now, but it was kind of a cool movie at the time about what his life uh, would have been like in his teen years and where he apparently meets Watson at a boarding school and he gets into an Indiana Jones types adventure against a cult of Victorian era bad guys. Uh, come to think of it, I think the recent Enola Holmes was probably more fun, but th this was kind of a big deal at the time. And my uh, English teacher in high school at the time was, was a huge, he had such a man crush on all Sherlock Holmes anything he actually went to the theater and got the, the the animatronic movie standee poster marquee and oh, put wow. it in the library where he was that's hmm. kind of creepy right yeah yeah no that's that's how much he loved it you know it's like why are why are we advertising this we're we're, we're in a town of like 300 people what what warner brothers movie are you getting out of the uh, money are you getting out of it i don't know but um it was it was it was an okay movie. It, it actually was a good movie for its time. Um, it was definitely way more um, <laughs> fanciful than a, a Sherlock Holmes movie should. I I don't think a lot of purists really really cared for it. No, they did. They not. took some <laughs> They did. Yeah, yeah. It was it was it was the Young Guns for you know literary <laughs> detectives. Yes. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that is my number three. <laughs> Going to a very special hell for that. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Uh, Rob, what's your number three? Oh God, I think I think I'm gonna get into a lot of shit for this one. <laughs> like some next level. Jason's probably not gonna talk to me for a month. Shit. Is it a musical? So I can make fun of you? Fuck no. Is this I'm something sure. that should be number one? Mine was back in 2019 and was written in, in, and directed by a Mr. Kevin Smith. Ah! Oh, <laughs> fucking yoga hosers. Uh, okay, so. Uh, I haven't put this one on there, but I haven't watched it yet. I, I love this movie. I mm. fucking love it. Kevin Smith, one of my all-time favorite directors. Uh, his daughter gonna be one of my all-time favorite actresses um <laughs> he had to be really careful with how he worded yeah. that <laughs> so okay this is actually set in the same world as tusk was set in right yep so um it tells the story of uh colleen colette and colleen mckenzie two besties you know growing up in in winnipeg um, well, I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan, but uh, not so much outside the uh, U.S. universe. What, what was the name of the movie again? I didn't see it. Yoga, Yoga Hosers. Yoga Hosers. No, I Yoga did not hosers. see this. <sighs> um, basically, we were one letter these... away from Zach and Mary make a porno, and that would have been right at <laughs> Zach and Mary make a porno was an amazing film. Yes, yeah. yes it was. Um, so basically what happens in the movie, it's like they're, they're two teenage besties, you know, living life, and all they do is they... They do yoga and they're on their phones and they work together, but they under they uncover a secret ancient evil that was buried long ago in the Matoba Earth, but you know during a party or whatever, and it, they end up saving the world. Um, what's really funny about this is okay, so it was budgeted for five million dollars. I want you guys to take a stab at how much money they made. Uh, Four million. I, I, I'm thinking two. Pete? I said 10. 10? Oh, wow. Okay, what if I told you they only made $36,000? Wow. That sounds about it. right. 
that's, so that's bad. Kevin, okay, so this stars Lily Rose Depp, which is Johnny Depp's daughter, um, Harley Quinn Smith, which is Kevin Smith's you know daughter, and they're actually best friends in real life, apparently. Johnny Depp and Adam Brody. And the only reason why they made this movie is because Kevin Smith, he didn't shoot the movie. Obviously, if you watch it, it didn't go like over the moon. It wasn't amazing. It was just, it was a funny film, but it wasn't like one of his all-time greats, you know. He made the movie for his fans, and he made the movie to get his to give his daughter a chance at acting. Whether it was good or bad, it was just for for her to stretch her her legs and you know and roll with it. And she was actually pretty fucking good in the movie, you know. She really didn't have like a lot of acting uh, t- acting classes beforehand. Um, but yeah, it was just Kevin's like, look, I know I'm going to lose money on this. I don't give a shit. This is for the fans, you know. And if you get a director who does that, you know, who sits there and, and makes a movie. Like um, what? What movie did he use? To, uh, he used Tusk to finance Clerks too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So you get a director who's just a fucking like he he bankrolled Clerks one all by himself and lied to creditors about it, <laughs> and paid and paid it off right afterwards. And then he uses the movie from another movie to fund Clerks two, and he's like, yeah. you know what? I don't give a shit. I'm gonna make this movie. You guys have fun with it. Yeah. My number three is Yoga Hosers. <laughs> he did that too with Jay and Silent Bob uh, reboot. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, he he used that for uh, Clerks Three. I I, I got to point out that uh, I'm a big View of Universe fan myself, but when you make something for the fans, at that point, something I think something went wrong. If at that point, the fans that he has ought to made more than thirty six thousand dollars for the film. Something went something went wrong. I would think it. Uh, other than you probably know, probably something just... did. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Even Kevin Smith acknowledges it was a it was a terrible movie, according to his standards. It was a terrible film. Yeah, it's since gained a cult classic. It's gained a cult following. You know, like yeah. it's a movie. Honestly, I would watch on Halloween. Okay, I might give that a try later. Okay, I can see that. I can see that. Uh, Pete, you're number three. If you like stoner films. And films that's like uh, uh, Robin Hood or Medieval Time-ish and uh, uh, like your uh, uh, usual castmates of uh, uh, other movies together in the same movie, uh, Your Highness is your <laughs> choice. Uh, yeah, I'm talking about Your Highness from uh, 2011. Uh, Danny McBride, James Franco, Natalie Portman. Uh, oh, again, uh, yeah, that's a movie I missed. List. And uh, it's funny as hell uh, for this type of movie. Like I said, it's like a Robin Hood type of movie. Um, it's, if Robin uh, Hood was a dipshit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a stone dipshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, 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 it concerns it a strange... Oh, wait, I'm, I'm reading the other notes. Sorry. I almost said notes for number two. <laughs> it, it follows an arrogant prince and his brother on a quest to kill the sorcerer and save the bride... And their father's kingdom. Was Being Anne Hathaway hard. in that? Was she the star? No, that was uh, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman, okay. Yes. Oh, God. She she I didn't see her ass that movie. <laughs> if you remember, she showed mm-hmm. her ass. <laughs> but uh, it was funny as hell. That's one reason why I put it on. You know, uh, it's a smooth. It's actually... one reason why you play the movies because Natalie Portman's ass. No, no, no. <laughs> well, I, 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 I watch it because it's funny, but uh, <laughs> but uh, the ass part is a plus. But anyway, <laughs> but uh, that is my number three. 
Nice. Okay. I just watched, uh, I'm going through a bunch of, uh, there's this YouTubers I watch called Red Letter Media. I don't know if you guys heard of them. Uh, they review like all kinds of different movies on YouTube and they have this, uh, one of the shows they do, uh, it's called half in the bag where they drunkenly talk about movies they saw in the theaters. Drunkenly. <laughs> I'm serious. They, they start drinking and they start talking about the movies they see in the theaters. And, um, I'm going through all their old episodes, like back, like 10 years ago. And they were talking about. I just watched them talk about Your Highness, and uh, they really didn't like it. <laughs> they really hated it, but it was it was still entertaining to watch the review. So, uh, but I remember watching that in theaters, and I remember just thinking like it was just okay. Like I didn't. It was. I didn't. It's a I didn't. Bride movie. I didn't hate it, but I I also was not like in a hurry to ever watch it again. So, yeah. um, but that's cool. Yeah, that's that's cool. So and to be fair, I judge I mean, my movies. Uh, will I watch it again? I'm exactly. usually drunk when we do this, so I mean, you know. Like, uh... <laughs> I'm increasingly wanting to be drunk. <laughs> the, one, the one thing I remember about this movie is when they, they, they was it the Cyclops? They killed the Cyclops. Yeah. And and Danny McBride is literally walking around with a Cyclops' dick on his neck, you know. <laughs> and then yeah. somebody comes around. What, what was his brother came around with like a bigger dick? It's like what the fuck. <laughs> Now I may watch it. And they're <laughs> proud about it. Like, yeah. yes, it seems that if you are, blah, blah, blah. And Nellie Portman the entire time is looking at them like, you guys got dicks around your necks. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. don't see anything wrong with this? I may watch this now. Okay, your highness. <laughs> what, 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 what's that streaming on, I wonder? Maybe it's on Netflix. The uh, library. Uh, I can tell you. What are your local library? You, local the li- library. Well, yes, the library would have it. <laughs> um, Your Highness, it is gonna be on. Uh, if you have Apple TV, it's on Apple TV. Of course, it would be. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Bill's number three actually almost made my list, but then I kind of took it off because I only seen it one time. I don't remember much about it, and uh, that's gonna be you don't mess with the Zohan. Oh God! I almost put that on my list. <laughs> um. I remember the the only thing I really remember about this movie is that Dave Matthews from the Dave Matthews band was the villain. And something about that just kind of makes me laugh. And I don't know why. He's an incredible (laughs) racist. (laughs) But, um, I mean, cause it's so random. Like why Dave Matthews? Like there's a billion (laughs) actors out in the world and you're going to fucking get Dave Matthews to be the villain in your movie. Like that's just weird. Like that's just racist video. Like he hated everybody. Like he was supposed to portray the, the, the Aryan nation, like go to, but it was like, he's the Aryan nation fucked hard. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I remember all that. Yeah. But yeah, that's Bill's number three, and um, I, I do see Bill's movie collection. I do know that Bill super loves Adam Sandler, like even the newer too, Adam yeah. Sandler stuff. Uh, I'm only a fan of '90s Adam Sandler. I mean, I'll go into like early 2000s. But that's that's kind of where I stop. Um, I'm not I'm a, a fan. fan of, <laughs> I'm a fan of him as a human being. You know, there. I agree with that. That I personally really like them as people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't like your 
what you're putting into the world. <laughs> yeah, no, Adam Sandler as a person, yeah, he's a great guy. He's a very friendly guy. He's down to earth. I've heard nothing but great things about him as a person. When you meet him out in the public, he's super nice. He never is mean or a jerk or whatever. He's really cool. I just don't – there's just like a certain point where his movies just stop being funny to me. Um, it's like he – I don't know how to put it. He he became a family man, and then something zapped out of his humor. I don't know how to explain it. Well, that was his sperm. I mean, you know. <laughs> well, he, he grew up a bit, but uh, his... yeah, I guess I don't know. It, but it, yeah, but like it seemed like. But then the opposite happened. People seemed to like him more, but they didn't like his '90s stuff. Whereas I like his '90s stuff, and I don't like the newer stuff. It's it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that was Bill's number three. My number three. Uh, I can't believe this three-way tie. Young Sherlock Holmes. I had no fucking wow. clue. People, <laughs> other people even knew this existed. I thought I was the only one who fucking ever seen this movie because you don't hear anyone talk about it. Um, but yeah, it's it's at the fucking those these guys fucking already uh, talked about it a little bit. It's basically what would have. Hey, to be fair, we only had like 10 or 20 Y movies in the world to choose from. So <laughs> I know, but I was still surprised that like other people have seen this because I've not heard of anyone else talking about this. I used to work this. for Blockbuster Video, man. I saw a lot of movies. Oh, you did too. Nice. <laughs> I still have my Blockbuster Polo. I break it out sometimes when I want to be ironic. When I want to <laughs> sex up the life. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this is basically just what it would be like if Sherlock Holmes met Watson, you know, as they were kids in a boarding school and, uh, they go on a mystery. And I've, when I was a kid, I loved Sherlock Holmes. I read all the stories. My mom had all the, those like 1940s movies starring Basil Rathbone on VHS. We watched those on Sunday afternoons. Um, it was, it was, yeah, I, I was really into Sherlock Holmes growing up, and this, you know, getting able to watch this, I actually discovered this accidentally once, it was like on, um, okay, this is for the local people, so, so Rob, I'm sorry, you're not gonna know what I'm talking about, but, uh, this was on, uh, Channel 9 WGN on, like, a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> I fucking know of WGN. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I grew up with Southern cable. Illinois, we got WGN yeah. back in the 80s. What? Um, asshole. It's like the fifth <laughs> network. But it's a Chicago <laughs> network. That, that was a national network. After it was syndicated. But I it was... in Indianapolis. Chicago and Indianapolis are not that far away. Well, I don't see WGN down here, so. Uh, That's because it got murdered by Netflix. Yeah. But, well, regardless, I watched it on WGN at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday one time. And I didn't know what it was until they started calling each other, you know, Watson and Holmes. And then, you know, the commercial break was like, young Sherlock Holmes will be back after this. And I was like, holy shit, there's a young Sherlock Holmes? <laughs> so, you know, I watched, ended up watching the movie and I loved it. And then I ended up, uh, you know, watching it again. I rented it at the video store to see the beginning. And, yeah, this is a, uh, this is a, it's a, it's a great movie. Very underrated. I don't, yeah, again, no one talks about this. Like, I don't know why it's Might it's really it's, it's it's really fun. It's a it's a fun movie. It's a good adventure, a good mystery. Well, it's been um, overshadowed by <laughs> Will Ferrell's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That that killed it. That killed it. So, <laughs> anyway, my number three is a three-way tie. 
uh, with a uh, young Sherlock Holmes. So hey. weird enough. Uh, John, we are back to you. What's your number two? Uh, we'll, we'll just go over this real fast because uh, you're all covering the, some of the same stuff I am. But uh, you only live twice. Is I'm, I'm a big James Bond fan, but okay, it wasn't the best one. No, it's a, the racist character didn't age well. <laughs> right. Uh, so, uh, and I'm more of a Roger Moore fan and and forward. I, I mean, actually, I'm a Daniel Craig super fan. That was a great yeah. movie series and. Um, it's it's like the old Star Trek TV shows, you know. When I was a kid, the movies were on the air. James Bond was Roger Moore. I've always found the Sean Connery movies a bit dated for me. Other other than other than uh, you know Goldfinger, I, I I'm just really not a big fan of most of his movies. But mm. uh, did you know this movie was written by Roald Dahl? Yes, yeah, the same guy that gave us Charlie and the Chocolate Factory yeah. and Kitty Kitty yep. Yeah, you should have <laughs> given me the C list. That's two right there. <laughs> Take it up with Bill. That's all I can say. <laughs> uh, just because it's a James Bond movie, that that I I would watch that uh, way uh, way way before some of the others on that list. So that's my number two. Okay. I got more to say about my number one, but we'll get to that soon. I have no, we're all going to be talking about the same thing. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, I, no, we'll see. Uh, all right, Rob, what's your number two? Okay, so my number two, technically, I don't. Okay, so. You remember back when we were having trouble with T and you can't put the, the word the in there, you know? <laughs> yes. Um, my number two does have the word the in there, but it's the only reason why I put this on. Well, one of the biggest reasons why I put this he on. He doesn't is count. I... <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> anyway, so. No, I meant, no, I, yeah, I, you got to drop the word the out of a title. Right, exactly. I'm right. a huge claymation fan and I'm a huge stop motion action, you know, fan. Um, I love Robot Chicken. I love what they do. But my number two is The Year Without Santa uh, Santa Claus. Um, I grew up watching all those. I love them all. They're like my thing to watch during, you know, Christmas. Um, So, yeah, it was. Yeah, it's The Year Without a Santa Claus. It was directed by Jules Bass and Arthur uh, Arthur Rankin Jr. And it was written by William Keenan and Phyllis McKinley. Huh. Um, it starred it starred Shirley Booth, Mick, Mickey Rooney, Dick Sean, and George, George Irving. So it tells. Um, so what happens is Mrs. Claus tells the time that Santa had a really bad cold, and I'm going to use air quotes that people can't see. A hey. cold, and uh, decides to take a vacation for Christmas. And then the two elves, Jingle and Jangle, um, decide that you know they're going to try to find a way to convince Santa that the children's spirit. You know they they. They need Santa to come back, you know, um, but they have to get past the the misers, heat and snow, uh, before they land in Southtown, USA, which is some generic fucking town, you know, but, uh, where where it ironically never snows for Christmas. But um, so it's all about you know, in the end, it snows in that town because snow misers heart warms up because heat misers like, look, we got to get this together. We got to make things right. And they, you know, Santa's not sick, ironically, you know, and just it's 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 just a, a warm, wholesome movie. Um, I remember watching this, like like I said, I watched this when I was a kid. Uh, it, it was one of those things that, you know, Frosty the Snowman. Um, what other ones were there? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, you know, the, all those. So it was all during that time where they were doing all those animation-style movies. Um, 
am I being a movie snob by questioning if this is really a movie? This this was it, a this it was is a, a movie. movie special, wasn't it? But technically, it was considered a movie. It was okay. made back in 1974. Okay. okay. But but nowadays, when we watch those, like they were half hour, 45 minutes. But now, when we watch them, we can buy the whole collection on a DV on a Blu-ray or DVD. Yeah. You know? Right. But yeah, they actually aired. They were they were made for TV movies. You know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so basically, gonna, they were just they were just trying to convince Santa he was an essential employee. It sounds exactly. Like. Yes. <laughs> Instead of the elves being slave labor, he was slave labor. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm gonna allow it, but it is a. You 50, can just. It is, you can just shut it, the is, hell up, it is 51 minutes. That's kind of odd, but it is categorized as a TV movie, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue about it. Fine, let me pull up some Hallmark shit here. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck with me, man. So <laughs> we can include TV movies. I, I can think of four or five Hallmark movies I could have. Oh, Jesus Christ. Than Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, okay. Well, while you're thinking of that, Pete, what's your number two? <laughs> All right. I'm. I'm. I, I. During the whole show, I flip my uh, uh, number two to number one, and my number one to number two. Ooh, so, that um, yeah, I know. <laughs> I flipped it and reversed it, but anyway, uh, no Missy Elliott, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we talked about this earlier. You guys are to give me shit, but still, I, I love this as a kid, and uh, I still love the movie. And uh, even though it's still a little inaccurate for uh, history, a little bit, it was actually a fun movie, and that's Young Guns. Oh, uh, yeah, okay, Young Guns. Yeah, um, I've always been into the western stuff with the, uh, the uh, history of it, with uh, Billy the Kid and stuff, all that, and you know, so I, I, that's why I love this movie to this day still. Is even though it's inaccurate a little bit, they had a good cast. Uh, Jack Palance has the bad guy in there. That was fucking awesome. Uh, he was one of the bad guys in there. But uh, they were all actually technically bad if you know history, you know. But uh, not all of them, but some of them. You know? But Jack Palance was badder. Yeah, yeah. But and nothing. You you can't go wrong with the uh, the music in there from Bon Jovi. You know, uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah so uh, you had Blaze of Glory and you, you had your uh, Dead or Alive and all that, you know. But uh, it's, a, it's a classic movie to me. I mean, I've, I've loved it ever since it came out. So that is my number two. Okay. All right. I've, I'm going to be honest. I've not seen Young Guns, so I can't comment on this. Um, I just not got around to seeing it. So, but I hear from everyone it's great. So. I, I yeah. wasn't the target audience, I think. But... <laughs> uh, all right. Well, oddly enough, Bill and I have the same number two. All right. Oh, Go where fashion sticks. Oh, there. Different types of oh, yeah, I forgot about that movie entirely. Sure. Dressed up like a million dollar trooper. Trying mighty hard to look like Gary. I haven't seen this in ages. Super duper! To anyone who didn't get it, number two, our Bill and I, number two is Young Frankenstein. What the hell would top that? 
I, I can't wait to hear. Um, uh, what did Bill put his first number one? Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, well, anyway, <laughs> yeah, this this should have been Bill's number one. All right, anyway, Young Frankenstein was written and directed by uh, Mel Brooks, who is like the king, like one of the kings of like movie parodies. But like when he parodies movies, it's more of like the tone. Hard. Yeah, like he, he, it's more the tone than it is like an exact. The only thing I could say is, you know, uh, high anxiety was like the closest he got to like actually spoofing entire scenes from the movies he was spoofing, like, you know, Birds and Vertigo and all those, you know, Hitchcock movies. But anything else that Mel Brooks ever did was more of just like he got the tone of the movie but made it comical. Yeah. Um, so, like, with this, he was, you know, spoofing Frankenstein movies, you know, like, you know, the early Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, the Hammer of Frankenstein, you know, whatever. Um, and he sort of made it kind of his own thing. Um, here, uh, you got Gene Wilder. He plays Frankenstein, um, who is inheriting a uh, castle from his like grandfather, great grandfather, I forget. And, and uh he decides to continue his work of uh building a uh man monster. And so he does. Uh when uh Igor, played by Marty Feldman, gets an Abbey normal brain <laughs> and um puts it inside Peter Boyle, basically. And uh yeah. Uh it's it's a funny movie. There's a lot of great jokes in it. A lot of a lot of humorous things happen. Uh, just playing the the putting on the Ritz part, you know, that I just played there was you know one of the awesome scenes where they're doing a show. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say about it. It's Mel Brooks. It's funny. Yeah. Uh, Gene Wilder. This was in his prime. Uh, not a bad person in this cast. Everybody was cast wonderfully in this film. Uh. Yeah, absolutely. Somehow, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Uh, Bill and I share number two, Young Frankenstein. That was a great uh, show. Sounds like everyone forgot this movie even existed. That's sad. That is very no, sad. I, 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 I knew about it. Uh, I guess I I'm, I'm just kidding. Okay, we are on our number ones. I'm very excited. I am very, very excited. Oh, so, John. Well, I, I guess that's a perfect segue. We'll just roll into what I thought of Young Frankenstein because that's you know, I think far and away, just the best movie out of all the whys there. I cannot hear the words from Luca without laughing. (laughs) I can't hear hear somebody mention werewolf without pointing out there. (laughs) I cannot watch this film without admiring the 1930s laboratory equipment. Yes. Earlier universal films to dress the set. The film mm-hmm. never drags. No, nope. uh, the, the use of black and white is glorious. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gene Hackman was a big rising star at the time. He made an unexpected cameo, uncredited cameo in the movie. Um, and I got to say, although Blazing Saddles is actually a more personal favorite movie of mine, mm. I got to admit that Young Frankenstein is the finest film that Mel Brooks probably ever made. Um, yep. He was even humble enough to respect Gene Wilder, who wrote it with him, uh, he gave him one condition to do this movie and he asked him, please do not appear in this film. Okay. You do not, do not show up in the film. You got a habit of breaking the fourth wall, even when you don't intend to. So, and 
you know, uh, Mel, Mel Brooks was humble enough to uh, agree to that. And he said, this, this is one film. He'll just stay behind the camera. Humble and, my uh, ass. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, any, any other auteur like him, he would have said, no, it's my movie. I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll show up. I'll play the Frankenstein monster, whatever. No, but if I made a list of the top 10 comedies ever made, this would be right near the top, right up there with airplane uh, myself. Um, Young Frankenstein is definitely, I think, the best best movie that you can uh, begin with a Y. Even better than Yenel. Much better. Okay. All right. Yeah, well, that's all cool. I got. That's, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Cool. All right. Uh, Rob, what's your was, number one? Was, that was his number one? Really? It was yeah. my number yeah. one. Yeah. Yep. I am I am shocked because it's also my number one. Wow. <laughs> okay. Wow. I mean, I was just going off when I said it. Like, everyone acted like, oh, my God, I forgot Young Frankenstein. So you guys are all good actors. You guys are good actors. This was the first Mel Brooks movie I watched. And the second one I watched was, um, uh, God, what was that? Uh, Spaceballs. Mm. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's. That was his last good movie, really. Well, ironically, there talks about making Spaceballs 2. Yeah. But what they need to do is make Spaceballs 3 the search for Spaceballs 2. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. But yeah, so this um, had Gene Wilder, Madeline Kahn, Marty Feldman, Terry Garr. It was uh, written by Gene Wilder um, and Mel Brooks, but it was also, you know, everybody knows it was based off the the characters of Mary Shelley. Um, you guys have pretty much talked about everything. Um, uh, yeah, I... I <laughs> I can't stop laughing. I'm thinking about the phrase, about the scene where you know Marty Feldman just comes right back out and just yells "Blucka." It scares. <laughs> it scares the horse. He smiles. He's like, "Ah, satisfying." When that movie <laughs> comes on TV at any scene, I have to stop the film. It's edited anyway. Get let me get the DVD. We're gonna watch this right from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Marty Feldman, which is he was amazing. He goes walk this way, and then he walks with a limp. And then he looks at everybody's like, come on, you do it. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Well, what was really interesting is uh, the, the one thing, uh, yeah, it's Mel Brooks. Um, I Apparently Gene Wilder and Mel Brooks had a little bit of a problem, and it was because he, Gene, want, Gene didn't want Mel in the movie, you know? But what's really fascinating about this movie to me is that, okay, so it budgeted for $2.8 million. Guess how much it made, people? <laughs> and, and, here's, and here's a hint. It's it's not below fifty thousand fifty million. Nine hundred gazillion dollars. Tickets were cheaper back then, but it was a hit. Fucking communist. Yes, I am. <laughs> Get over it, it. It grossed worldwide eighty-six million dollars. Wow. Fucking Mel Brooks was just he was set right there, you know. I mean Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, my top one, my all-time favorite Y movie is good old Young Frankenstein. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Luca! <laughs> uh, Pete, what's your number one? All right, I, I have to say something real quick and comment about this. I almost put in my top five Young Frankenstein, because I love that movie myself, but uh, it was number six in my uh, mind, and somebody got to kill me saying, number six, why number six? But uh, I love that movie myself, sorry. But uh, going to my number one, like I said, I flipped it from uh, uh, being number two to number one because of the fact that if you like movies like Scream and if you like a unique killer mask, 
if you uh, uh, like those type of uh, uh, stalker in the house type crap movies, uh, this is a really, really great one. And uh, I'm going to sound like Goldberg when I say, you're next. I remember that movie. I remember that movie. Yeah, that was from uh, 2011. And, and it's it's the plot concerns of the strange family under attack by a group of mask assailants during the family reunion. I'm going to keep that part short. I love how they use like animal mask, almost like like a wolf and uh, 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 I the, like a fox and stuff and all that other stuff, like mask like that. And it was funny. It was like, like I said, like Scream, like how Scream has all the little uh, jokes. It sounds like the Purge to me. Yeah, no, it's, it was real. It's it's not the Purge, <laughs> but uh, very funny. It's Could like, have been. Yeah, <laughs> but it's good. It's really good. You know. What's the name of it? I didn't hear. You're next. You're next. You're next. Okay. Yeah, it's a very unique uh, uh, horror film. And, and and that that went over Young Frankenstein. All yeah, right. I mean, I I enjoyed it. It's, Pete's it was a special. Okay. Pete's special. Okay. <laughs> you like Pete's special. <laughs> but yeah, that that was my number one. All right. I remember watching that movie. I just it it was hard for me to 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 really like grasp onto. You know, it was it was a good movie, and there was a lot of blood, gore, and violence. But it's yeah. like, look, seriously, you know, you could have just taken care of this in five minutes, people. You didn't have to draw it out for your. <laughs> hour and a half it was unique uh, sorry okay. to bring everybody down my apologies it got really <laughs> silent there uh no i'm just looking at bill's number one and i'm dreading talking about it so here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna do my number one and we're gonna end on a down note and you'll All see right. why in a second oh jesus so my number one is actually pete's number one and it is also your next <laughs> um man everyone you guys just stealing my glory tonight um yeah, this is a very uh interesting um horror movie. Uh it's an interesting take. It was made by uh two of the guys who made the uh VHS films that I uh ranted about over in the letter V episode, uh which Rob still has my copies of and he needs to hurry up and watch those already so oh, I can get them back. Did you see my picture for the new one? I believe I commented that I did, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm moving on. Um, yeah, so like Pete said, yeah, this is a very interesting horror movie. It's uh, uh, it's 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 a home invasion movie of sorts. It's about these guys in these masks. They break into this house. Uh, but then they realize that there's a woman inside who is, like, trained. Yeah. Who is trained uh, to to just basically kick some ass? Like she's got she's got all this like karate training and like army training and like just setting traps and how to use weapons and all this stuff. Like they severely underestimate her, and yeah. she just spends the whole movie just kicking all sorts of ass in this. Uh, the ending's a little bit kind of a bummer, no? Because you know I, I don't want to spoil it, but it like so, like a misunderstanding happens. I'll just put it that way. Oh, I know um, what it was. It, it was actually Macaulay Culkin in a wig. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, there you go. Oh. So uh, yeah, it 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 I, again. I don't hear a lot of people talk about this as well. Um, it did uh, to me. I thought it was it was great. It was it had a good mix of horror and humor. And uh, yeah, it was just it was just very well done. So, uh, so my number one is your next. Okay. 
<sighs> Please don't fucking say it. Please don't fucking say it. What do you think it Bill. is? Bill, Bill, what is fucking it? Fucking my, my, his number one, Yentl. No, that was his number five. Oh shit! Um, you don't pay. You don't pay attention to anything. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not drunk. I'm, I am, I'm, I'm saying sorry. Yogi Bear. I'm saying Yogi Bear. No. Okay. Any other guesses? Okay. Uh, how, how about Young Blood with Rob Lowe? <sighs> no, I would have been happy with that. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm I'm giving Bill shit because you know he knows I hate romantic comedies, and he put like the king of romantic comedies in Young this. and the Restless. And this movie, I have I have a bone to pick with this movie, and that is You Got Mail. <laughs> oh, that, that's a good movie. That's dated though. It is. That was okay he made it his number one. <laughs> Bill likes rom coms. He's always has. okay. Can I can I tell you my problem with this movie? Uh, I, I might have seen Meg Ryan naked. I've I've might have I might have talked about this somewhere else. I don't remember where, but I'm I'm going to talk about it again. Is okay. Bill happy. I, I, I think so. All right, go on. Okay. Um, okay. So to anyone who has first, if you're lucky enough to not have seen you got mail, this is the plot of the movie. Uh, Meg Ryan is the owner of a, like a, you know, she owns a bookstore. It's like, it's a, it's her own bookstore. It's a small business. And uh, Tom Hanks uh, is the president of a mega bookstore chain. Like, think like, you know, Borders or B. Dalton's or whatever you want to think of. It's a 90s movie, so those all work. Um, They're going to open up the – Tom Hanks is going to open up the mega bookstore across the street from her bookstore and plans on running her out of business. So they meet in person and they're like mad at each other because, you know, he's going to close her down and she doesn't want his store there. Meanwhile, both of them are talking to somebody on the Internet that they've fallen in love with, that they've met in the chat room, in the AOL chat room. And they are, you know, they're they're hitting it off online. What they don't know is that. Tom Hanks is talking to Meg Ryan, and Meg Ryan is talking to Tom Hanks, and they don't know that, okay? This was before you posted photos in your personals. It's 1998, so yes. This is before the dick pic. So so that's the – okay, so that's what's happening in the movie. Now, somewhere in the middle of the movie, we get this, like, kind of montage of them, like – meeting in person and they're yelling at each other then they go home at night and they're talking to each other and they're all lovey-dovey there's a part where tom hanks um you know is arguing with meg ryan and he says we're gonna take this to the mattresses and she doesn't know what that means and he says oh it's a quote from the godfather it means we're going to war okay so he says that and then the scenes continue whatever later that night they're talking again on the internet to each other. And again, they don't know who each other are in real life. But Tom Hanks again mentions the taking it to the mattresses thing. And then Meg Ryan says, this is exactly what she says. She says, God, there's a lot of people talking about the Godfather today. <laughs> and I just, I stopped the movie. I'm like, no, time the fuck out. How the fuck are you going to hear that twice in one day and not think to yourself, huh, maybe this mysterious guy I'm talking to might be the same asshole who's trying to shut me out of business. <laughs> How do you not think <laughs> that? 
Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't make any goddamn sense. So, I hate this movie. I fucking hate this movie with a passion. This kid just, it just needs to just burn in hell. But that is Bill's number one. Well, I'm proud of you, Bill. Uh, see, see here, here, here's the thing. Here's the, here's the reason why back in that time, Jason, you don't realize that women... Oh, you better I, be careful. I, I got nothing. <laughs> Go ahead. You better be careful. <laughs> I, I got nothing. I'm not going to say shit. Let's not get canceled here. Okay. Um. Okay. That, oh, that's okay. That's that's all of our lists. So let's go ahead and uh, recap our lists really quickly here. Wow. Uh, John, uh, if you could please tell us what your five through one was. Uh, yeah. Uh, number uh, number five was gentle. Four was young guns. Uh, number three, young Sherlock Holmes. Two, you only live twice, and one, uh, young Frankenstein. And uh, uh, I, I, I hate to cut. The, I, I want to thank you guys very much for uh, inviting me out. I actually have to get home and tuck my uh, uh, little girl in. Uh, thank you so much. This, this thank was you for actually, coming. This thank you. Um, I, I'm actually sitting here in front of the uh, my uh, Letter Malton's movie guide because uh, this was so much fun. I'm just going to randomly pick a movie from the wise and I'm going to watch it tonight. Uh, <laughs> your, your next isn't even in here. So that must be a really really small movie so well it came out in 2011 i'm sure that book is from like 1983 so it's 2014 actually but uh oh okay all right so i'm gonna watch um oh shit young doctors in love well good luck with that (laughs) a bad bad choice i'll yeah thank you thank you for having me all gentlemen it was a lot of fun thank you okay well thanks for being on the show john (laughs) take care everyone thank you have a good day john you too john thank you um Rob, what's your five through one? My number five is year one. My number four is young Sherlock Holmes. My number three is yoga hosers. Uh, my number two is the year without a Santa Claus. And my number one all time why movie is young Frankenstein. I'm sorry, right. Frankenstein. <laughs> uh, Pete, what's your five through one? Number five is yes, man. Number four is Yellow Submarine. Number three is Your Highness. Number two is Young Guns. And number one is Your Next. All right. Bill's number five was Yentl. Uh, Bill's number four is You, Me, and Dupree. Uh, Bill's number three is You Don't Mess with the Zohan. Uh, Bill's number two is Young Frankenstein. And Bill's number one uh, was You Got Mail. I'm surprised his number one wasn't Yentl. I really am. Maybe he was in the same boat as the rest of us and didn't have a lot of whys to choose from. So he was like, well, I've seen it once and I kind of liked it. So he put it at number five. I, I can see that being his reasoning. So yeah, that's fair. Uh, me, my number five was You Only Live Twice. Number four was Young Einstein. Number three was Young Sherlock Holmes. Number two was Young Frankenstein, and number one was Your Next. Okay, uh, before we go, two things. One, uh, you should go to rabbitholepodcast.com. That is the website that is the home of this podcast, several other podcasts that you can choose from. Uh, If movies and lists are not your things, there's other shows you can check out. There's a comedy show. There's a... Uh, history lesson show, there's a music show, there's a Marvel show, 
uh, a board game show. There's, uh, yeah, all kinds of different stuff. We're going to get into writing uh, articles on there as well. There's a couple of articles that are coming out over there. So go to rabbitholepodcast.com and you can check those out. Secondly, uh, we didn't do this at the beginning because I kind of felt rushed at the beginning. But now I remember we need to talk about Run P. Mm. <laughs> Uh, let's get this. Let's get this done really quickly. It's an app you download for free onto your phone, and um, when you go to the movies, uh, like the next movie that I plan on seeing is going to be uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I believe that's yeah, what that it's called. Sense. And um, I'm gonna go when I go see that. I'm gonna bring that up on the app, type that in, and then they're gonna list all the times during the in the movie that. Not a lot is happening. There's not a lot of scenes or not a lot of helpful dialogue or just anything interesting happening. So that's a good time that you can get up, go use the bathroom, get a refill, get more popcorn. Do do as you will. Um, the app tells you what happens during that time and it gives you a countdown to when the next interesting scene comes up. Uh, the app is free to download and it's technically free to use, but if you do... Sign up for uh, a subscription. It's pretty cheap. It's like, I don't know, I think it's like 10 bucks for a year. Uh, you get access to other stuff on the, on the, on the app. And uh, you can use it more than like once a week or something. There's, it's a bunch, there's like all kinds of great stuff you can do there. Uh, so go download RunP, the app, right now. It's good for Android and iOS. And, uh, yeah, they're pretty cool. So thanks to... Thanks to Run P uh, for being cool with us, and that's it. That's the show. Uh, yeah. We are done. So uh, we have two more episodes left of the season. We're gonna do a numbers episode. That's the next episode. We're gonna do numbers, and then we're gonna have our season finale where we talk about Z movies. Yeah. And I'm excited to see what's gonna be on that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh until then thank you all very much for listening uh and uh pete uh, rob thank you guys thank as you always rob. thank you yeah and uh everyone else listening hope you have a good uh day evening afternoon whenever you're listening to this and bill yeah. wherever you're at man we're gonna miss you here we gotta get you back yeah that sucks Copyright 2022 Rabbit Hole Podcasts, rabbitholepodcasts.com.